Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Kathy Kay, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, November 17th, 2016. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 164, the second full paragraph, which begins, Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Today's readers are Sally A. on the 12 Steps, Isabel F. on the 12 Traditions, and reading our text are Larry K., Deborah R., and Hoodie R. Uh, The reference number for yesterday, Wednesday, November 16th, is 9269. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA who still suffer. To those who still suffer, our sole purpose OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Sally A. to read the 12 steps of OA. Good morning, visionaries. It's Sally A. in New York. The 12 steps. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Step two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Step three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Step four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Step five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Step six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Step seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Step eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Step nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Step 10, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Step 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, 
we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Sally A. I will now ask Isabel F. to read the 12 Traditions of OA. Good morning, everyone. My name is Isabel F. I'm a compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. 12 Tradition 1. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon AA unity. <clears throat> 2. For our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. 3. The only requirement for AA membership is a desire to stop drinking. 4. Each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or AA as a whole. 5. Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the alcoholic who still suffers. 6. An AA group owns never endorse, finance, or lend the AA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. 7. Every AA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. 8. Alcoholic Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. 9. AA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Alcoholics Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, and the AA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. 12. Anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all our traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. Thank you, Isabel F. Our, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. When you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page 164, the second full paragraph. And I will ask Larry Kay to begin reading. Hey, Kathy, good morning. Um, thank you for your service. This is Larry Kay, Recovered Compulsible Reader. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. <clears throat> we realize that we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. 
Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. All right. Um, I'm going to set my timer here. Try to keep it, Kathy, to three minutes. I, I might not get past the first two words, our book. Um, you know, I used to think there was some sort of magic to this program. You know, there's, there's no magic. You know, you do A and B and you get C. Um, it isn't any magic. It isn't any mystery. And it's all suggestive. There's, there's no pixie dust here. And when you come into Overeaters Anonymous, you know, when you come to this meeting, this is your vision for you, we smile and we say, you know, we're glad you're here. And I don't know about you, but when I was binging, you know, at a, at a restaurant or at the bakery, there wasn't anybody smiling saying, you know, we're glad you're here. And there sure wasn't anybody uh, in my car as I was parked behind the grocery store so no one would see me binging. Nobody was smiling telling me, you know, I never have to eat like that again. And nobody was offering me a suggestive uh, program, a vision, you know, towards a way out of my misery. You know, back then, you know, the only, <laughs> the only steps that I was taking were the daily ones that I took to get from my parked car into the convenience store, you know, to buy a bag of candy or chips or what have you. And, and these were the steps that led to nowhere and the steps of disease. And, you know, today, by the grace of God, I'm, I'm committed to, to some different steps, following some different steps. And, you know, it's funny. Some groups in, in AA will give you a, a white poker chip every time you, you come back to a meeting, you know, here, and they clap for you, you know, keep coming back. And I knew this one young guy who said he had pockets full of these white chips. And then he told me that one day he went up to, to get a chip and, and this old guy up front didn't clap this time. And he said, hey, kid, wh what are you trying to do? Get sober or tile a bathroom? You know, if we gave a white poker chip for every vision for you meeting you attended, or how about a blue chip for every uh, recorded meeting you listened to? Or, or maybe I got it, a special pink chip for every special edition that you listened to. You know, all these chips, you know, they might as well be Pringles or Doritos if you're not sober, if you haven't worked the steps, if you haven't been courageous enough to enable God to change you through this suggestive program, working these steps, if you followed the instructions. And, you know, um, if you're tired of the white chips, if you want to become recovered, I'm going to share a secret. So get your pen ready because here's the profound secret. I can't but God can. I can't, but we can. If there's no higher power, there's no recovery. If there's more me, then there's more white chips. And those white chips are going to eventually lead to the crunchy, salty, savory kind of chips. You know, so, so, you know, my problem has zero to do with food. And wrapping up, I'll say, in fact, I'll prove it to you that food was your solution. See, because when we stop eating, things don't get better, they get worse when we have this untreated condition. When we, when we take away the food, we get horribly uncomfortable, kind of like the DTs for an alcoholic or anxiety and the stress that we have with that. So, you know, this program is suggestive only, but you can use this book as a coaster or a placemat for crumbs 
or you can use this book, this suggestive book, as an instruction manual to get well. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry Kay. Who would like to share on this paragraph? This is Bella. Can I share? This is Janice M. Kim G. Melissa C. Melissa Tina F. Monica T. Vasa O. Let me stop there, and we'll get started with the following. Um, Bella G. Janice M. Kim G. Melissa C. Tina S. Monica T. And we'll start with those and then take another set. Okay, Bella R., please get us started. Thank you. Good morning. I'm sorry. Bella G., go ahead. Oh, thank you. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bella G., and I am a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Katie, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. Wow, such a wonderful, powerful paragraph. And for me today, the sentence that, you know, I want to talk is um, what you can do each day. Yes, thank you, God, that I can think for each day to live the present. Because before the program, I was, I didn't know how to live. I was living in my anger of the past. I was leaving my resentment of the past that I cannot change the past, but for me the past was a major living, and I was living anxious for the future that also is I am powerless of the future. My life wasn't the present, and today, thank you, God. Today, thank you, God, that I am connected to God, to a loving power, to an accepting power, I choose to live the present. And as we say in English, the present is a present that, you know, I have the ability to live the here and now. And yes, to accept that I am not perfect and I will never be perfect. And I have all the time opportunities to learn to learn more and more because I don't know everything and all the time. And today, this is my present, that I can live the here and now without being afraid and scared and jealous and you name it. And yes, you know, those all those character defects pops up because... You know, I live the 12 steps one day at a time, but still I'm human and I have my character defects that I have to work on them. But thank you, God. Today I have the 12 steps that these are my tools that I always have the opportunity to pose and to say, oh, Bella, what's going on? Why you are feeling this way? So what can we do? Today, I am not connected to my ego, you know, to please people. Today, I choose to be connected to a loving power. And yes, I don't know everything. I just ask God to, to show me what is my message for today, for now. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Bella G. And Janice M., please go ahead. 
Well, <clears throat> good morning. Let me just. Uh, you're coming in and out, Janet. Morning, Kathy. Yeah, good morning to you, Kathy, and everyone. Yes, my name is Janet M., and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize that we own, we know only a little. Well, our book, you know, we're talking about now a history. This book was written in 1939, and it was written by Bill and others only. And four years after Bill was recovered. So what they're saying is here is we realize we know only a little. Uh, only a little about what? <laughs> they only know a little bit about the spiritual experience. That's what they're talking about. They only know a little bit about the spiritual experience. Um, you know, because he was only you know, four years. And so the, the, the suggestive here means, well, I, I, I heard about two, two uh, reasons. One is, you know, Bill didn't want to, you know, say you better do it. You, you know, you must, you, you know, it's, a, it's, you have to, because, you know, they're a bunch of drunks newly recovered and they, nobody wants to tell anybody what to do, especially, you know, us, especially me, compulsive overeater. So this word suggestive in this context, though, means it's only a starting point. See, this is the beginning, this book, because it says God will constantly, see, constantly means there's got to, we got to learn more. More is going to be revealed to us so that God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. You know, because, see, this is the great fact that, and we know from our experience, whether we've been here three weeks or three years or whatever, God is always revealing to us because that's the spiritual awakening. Once we get that, God is always revealing to us. The great fact for us is the relationship with him. That's how we grow. And this is what it means. So it's, it's, it's telling us, it's not suggesting, it's saying, see to it that your relationship with him is right. And great events will come to pass for you because they've experienced this and countless others. This is the great fact for us. It's, this is just a starting point. This is only a beginning. You know, it's an introduction to the spiritual principles that's written in this book. And, um, and it's, you know, our lives aren't meant to just live here in, in OA, in the group. It's meant to live outside of it. And that's what this big book is going to reveal to us, or it has. It's, it's going to, we're going to constantly grow. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Janice M. And Kim G., please go ahead. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, all. My name is Kim Jean. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. You know, I think it's funny. Like, we read this every single day. So I think we don't start, we stop paying attention to it. So I'm so grateful we're going over it. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. Um, you know, transmitting, it's obvious. You know, it was only obvious to me after I completed the 12 steps because I have to tell you, my personal experience when I came into Overeaters Anonymous was what does it mean to sponsor? You know, I was first told, well, I need 21 days of abstinence, and then I can sponsor. In another meeting, I was told I needed 45 days, and I had to answer 45 questions in order to sponsor. 
you know, and so what did I have at that point? You know, um, I was, I remember most of the meetings, the beginning of the format said we're not a diet and calories club, but at the same time, at 21 days of abstinence, all I had to give you was a diet plan. You know, at 45 days of abstinence with 45 questions, all I had to share with you was the tools. So what does the book tell us? I and mean, even our 12 steps is having had a spiritual awakening as the result of the steps, we try to carry this message. And people often say, well, when do I sponsor? Well, there's a chapter called Working with Others that's after step 11. So the book is telling us it's after we sponsor. Is that the message we're giving in the meetings? You know, I remember working with a girl that the person who was leading the meeting was in a way for 20 years. She's still morbidly obese. She had two weeks of abstinence. Everyone was excited. And she came out after the meeting, came up to this girl and said, don't worry, honey. Sometimes the best we can do in OA is just to get two weeks. You know, I remember being at a meeting where a girl got a 30-day chip and her sponsor was, was, was just touting how she's such a good sponsee because she does all these tools and she follows her food plan and she makes all her phone calls. And the girl got up there and meekly said, I'm almost embarrassed to get this 30-day chip. I've been in OA for 10 years. I have so many of these at home, but I've never gotten a 60-day chip. Because we have to ask ourselves what we're transmitting. You know, in my humble opinion, I feel it's even more important for us to be at step 12 before we sponsor because we're a fellowship that has a variety of, of um, allergic foods, a variety of alcoholic foods. How can I be neutral and help you discover your alcoholic foods if I'm invested in mine? And that's my opinion why we have so many factions that say you are a member of this group only if you eat specifically like I do. Only if your allergy is this, then you're going to be a part of this group. And people want to do that when they're not, that's not even their allergy. So when we hear in a meeting, find someone who has what you want and ask him, him or her how he or she is achieving it, as a sick, suffering, compulsive overeater, I looked for the skinniest girl with the cutest boyfriend because that's what I wanted. So if we're going to transmit what, what these gentlemen had in 1939, what I suggest to you is you find someone who's completed all 12 steps abstinently and has had a spiritual awakening as the result of the steps. Because what is the goal? Is the goal just to be abstinence? Because I'll tell you, abstinence brought me misery and I was afraid of depression and misery. If the goal is to become recovered and to become contently abstinent, we have to find someone who's gone through all 12 steps and has that in order to transmit it. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim G. And Melissa C., please go ahead. Hi. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, everyone. It's Melissa C., recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And, um, you know, what really grabs me this morning is um, we realize we know only a little, you know, and um, because uh, I'm like a know-it-all in my heart. I think I, like, know everything, and that seems to trip me up, you know, it's when I really believe I know something and I'm 100% sure of it, um, that I'm like the most dangerous to myself. That's when I get like filled with resentment um, and annoyance and fear um, because everyone else in the rest of the world isn't following suit. And so, you know, I just love reading this part because it reminds me, like, I know only a little, you know, I only know what I can see from my perspective. And um, it's when I start making, you know, huge predictions based on what I think I know um, that I'm getting into trouble. And, 
You know, and so what I'm really reminded here is that God will constantly reveal more to me, you know. And how does God reveal more to me? Um, I have to stay close to God. I have to do that by being humble. I have to have, like, a ton of humility to say, I only know a little. Um, and and I have to be of service, you know. I've got to help people. Um, when I put that in my mind, um, I can sort of, shift, you know, I can ask God to help me let go of everything I think I know and be open to having a new experience, Um, and, uh, you know, and so, like, this morning, I'm feeling really unsettled. I, like, I'm feeling an annoyance at my workplace, I'm feeling an annoyance at my country, I'm feeling an annoyance at my mother-in-law, and it's all based on what I think I know, you know, and so in my quiet meditation this morning is, I ask God, you know, remove this from me. Allow me to have a new experience. Let me stay close to you um, and and help me be divorced of that kind of selfish thinking, thinking I know everything. Um, You know, and if I can do that, then I can can, um, not turn to the food, you know, because when I'm so filled with thinking I know everything, I need the food to get me through. Um, You know, and so... Doing that, I can remain abstinent. Thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. Tina S., please go ahead. Thanks, Kathy, for your service. Tina S., compulsive eater, anorexic in Florida. Well, some really good stuff this morning. And, you know, I just want to follow what, you know, I've been really agitated this morning, too, and I'm just so glad that we're able to say that on the line. And, you know, the first thing I thought was, you know, I kept praying on on my way to work. And, you know, it's because I think exactly, I think I know what other people should be doing and how they should be doing it. So thank you, God. You know, there is a solution today. And and on, on this paragraph, you know, I love what it says. It says, we know only a little. Humanly, we know only a little. And God, you know, will constantly disclose, continually make known to me, you know, what I can do today, just today, for the man who's still sick, someone that, you know, suffers like I do, you know, and how do I go about doing that, you know. And then it also tells me I can't transmit something I haven't got, you know. My own house has to be in order, you know. And, And then I get the solution, and for me, in order means, you know, am I doing the deal? Am I practicing these principles in all my affairs? Not every day, sorry, you know. But, you know, the deal is when I continue to turn to a power greater than myself, you know, I am enabled. He enables me to help others, you know. And, um, and then it says, you know, great events will come to pass to you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. This is the truth. This is indisputable. If I do... What was suggested in this paragraph, and I love this part of the big book, and um, and if I do this thing, you know, I'm going to, great events are going to come to pass for me and countless others. And one day at a time, you know, that has proven to be true. That has been my experience. So if I keep doing the deal, I kept getting it. So with that, I'll pass. Thanks. <clears throat> Thank you, Tina S. And Monica T., please go ahead. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, everyone. My name is Monica T., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Florida. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Well, you know what? It's really um, strongly suggested that you wear a parachute if you're going to jump out of an airplane. And, of course, you know, suggestive only. They knew me. You know, they knew little Vermont-born 
stubborn Yankee are not going to tell me what to do or what I need to do or what I should do. So they use the word suggestive, and I'm glad for that. And then the next thing that ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. And this morning I'm thinking, ha, huh, there's that theme. And that theme has been throughout this book. And in the forward to the first edition, it said, we of Alcoholics Anonymous are more than 100 men and women who have what? Who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And this is what I wanted to point out, to show other alcoholics precisely how we have recovered is the main purpose of this book. So they started me out with this. You know what, Monica? You got to be thinking of others. You got to be a help to others. Helping others, turning your thoughts to how you can be a help to others, gets you out of yourself, gets you out of those rabbit holes. Um, so ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who still who is still sick. You know, I still need. And so I'm moving from selfishness and thinking of only of me, me, me. You know, because my prayers in the morning used to be, um, you know, I want this, I want that, I want to be good today, I, I don't want to binge today, I want to follow my food plan today, I want, I want, I want, I want, you know? And that didn't work really good because I wasn't doing the steps and I wasn't doing it, taking any actions. But today my prayers are, you know, how can I be a help to somebody else? You know, you have given me this miracle of having a spiritual awakening, of having worked these steps. You know, I'm not obsessed with food and food thoughts like I was for decades. I can be a help to somebody else. You know, wow, what thinking for Monica? She's thinking about somebody else. And when I do that, and I do do it, to think about somebody else and work with others and guide others through the steps, you know, God helps me too. And I guess with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Monica T. And who else would like to share on this paragraph? Julie R. Charles H. Vanessa R. R. Reva P. Okay, I have Julie R., Sarah W., Charles H., Reva Nessa R. Nessa R. Nessa R. Suji, okay. Reva, Reva P. Lynn S. Okay, let me tell you, I missed somebody, but I'm not sure who. I have Julie R., Sarah W., Charles H., Reva P., Suji, Nessa R., Lynn S. There's some, oh, Vasa O., I just remembered you. Anybody else? Okay, good. Let's start with Julie R. Please go ahead, Julie. Hi, this is Julie R., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in California. So what I want to point out is ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. So, you know, it's telling me that I've already got my my morning routine. I'm going to God. The first thing I do when I wake up, like it tells me on awakening, and then I'm going to ask what I need to do. I'm going to get the answers. I just can't go run and try to help everybody if if I am still behaving in a manner where my God is not all powerful. Yeah, abstinence, you got to have it. I get it. But if I'm still behaving and acting 
in a manner that my God is not um, approving of, then I can't go and help another person. I have to wait till my house is in order. And that means that spiritual awakening, that spiritual experience. It's not just abstinence. Because when I was just abstinent, I was a dishonest, mean, manipulative woman. It wasn't until I did the rest of the steps. And so it's, it's for me, it's like I have to sit down and improve my relationship with God so that I could really hear the message and not Julie trying to go be a savior. It's like, God, what do you want me to do today? How can I be helpful? And wait and not just go forge ahead and try to, you know, help everybody that comes my way or try to be the end all be all because only one person is that and that's my creator. So I have to make sure that I am in recovery. I am recovered before I can even help another person. And I tried to help other people when I wasn't recovered and um, it was unfair to them for sure. So I am just so happy to be living one day at a time in that fourth dimension and to be able to grow and to learn, to see my mistakes and to ask what is the next right thing. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Julie R. Uh, Sarah W., please go ahead. Good morning, Kathy. Thank you for your service. This is Sarah W. from Iowa, Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater. I get so excited, like my heart starts to pound when I, whenever I hear this part of the book. Um, one of my meetings that I go to um, they, uh, in another fellowship, they, uh, they read this at the end on Tuesday night, and I just... You know, I know it by heart now. It just makes me almost want to cry. Uh, but I, I wanted to share with, with all of you that um, when I started this meeting here about a, it's it's been like a year and three months um, ago, um, I really had to be patient. I really was asking my higher power to really help me figure out how to go about sharing this beautiful message that we have. And I had a lot of people from other recovery programs coming, and they did not want the big book. So I was really, I brought in a lot of literature, and we just used literature. And about two weeks ago, I asked everybody, you know, I would really like to make this a big book meeting and and maybe have a little bit of 12 and 12, maybe one time a week, one time a month. And everybody wanted it. And last night we did it. We started, and we started from the title page, um, and everybody just so enjoyed it, and we did it like two paragraphs at a time, and I just really feel like, oh my gosh, you know, I just really feel like it's just incredible, this little town of 5,000 people, and I've, I had interest from my physician yesterday that wants, and he's a recovering alcoholic, and he wants information about OA, I mean, it happens. Um, and I just really feel like I'm just open to it. Um, and I think great events have, are coming to pass, and um, it is the great fact for us. And we just have to trust the process. And I'm so grateful for what I have. I really am. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah W. Uh, Charles H., please go ahead. Good morning, Kathy K. Thank you for your loyal service. Charles H., a recovered compulsive overreader just for today. This is this is real good. I hear this every day. And it, it used to sound like, like my man Harlan would say, wah, 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 Charlie Brown. Like, yeah, 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 all right, the meeting's over. 
and, and stuff like that. But if I really take a look at what it's saying, you know, it says our book is meant to be suggested. We realize we only know a little. God will. Con- I want to. I want to spotlight. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Um, I talk to a lot of people. I talk to a lot of people in, in you know, from Vision that that tell me they're. Um, yeah, I only been in OA five years. I'm a I'm a new book newcomer and and all that. I, I don't I don't care about how, how long I've been here and all that stuff. You know, I hear a lot of people from AA come to 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 um Overeaters Anonymous and they they say, you know, I have thirty something. I, I swear, I heard from about fifteen people in the last couple of weeks. I've been in AA. I got thirty nine years or thirty five years of sobriety, but I'm I'm dying in this program and I and I won't dedicate myself to this this program because I'm loved in AA. Well, credits don't transfer, boo-boo. It don't. So, um, and it's hard to make that distinction for them to put, you know, change the word alcohol or alcoholism, you know, the story to sugar and binge food or whatever the case may be. But even on the line, you know, I shared on the 100-pounders last night and I got some calls from people and and the lady was like, oh, yeah, because last month I did a 10-step and I just shut my mouth. I just listen, and it's out in the world. So God will not disclose itself if you're blo- – I don't know about you, but I'm blocked every day. Team Colorado, you go. I love them. It's, yo, that, that state is on, is, 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 is on fire. They're the 10-step queens. They call me. I call them. Shout out to Christine. I, I need to I – I never did 10 steps, so I was blocked every day wondering why certain binge foods was going into my mouth. I ain't gonna lie. I ordered ketchup at the convention. I'm free. You can, you know. I'm gonna close with this. You have a right to remain abstinent and recovered. Anything I binge on will be held against me just for today. But I could bring that to God. And when I do a ten step, I just want the person to be a witness because I'm already taking it to God. I just need a witness, like the fifth step tells me. And with that, I pass. Thank you for your service, Kathy. Thank you, Charles H. Reva P., please go ahead. Good morning. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. Um, I'm thinking of this paragraph in terms of myself um, and what it means to me personally. So the book is suggestive, and that reminds me that I have a choice. I don't have to do this. I can go out and do what I was doing before, and I can get the same results that I was getting. Um, and today, because I know there is a solution, um, I have a choice, and I choose to live in recovery. And then I realize now, and I didn't realize this before, that I only know a little. I thought I knew all the answers, and I thought God's purpose was to follow my orders. And if he wasn't following my orders, I just had to pray harder. Um, but that wasn't working either. Um, so I only know a little, and the only way I get to know anything is to keep my house in order and for me the house is my mind because once the physical allergy is arrested by putting down my alcoholic foods it's my mind and my thinking that will drive me back to pick up all over again and start the vicious cycle and how do I keep my mind in order I keep my relationship right with a power greater than myself. And the only way that I can keep that relationship right is by doing the step work. Because as was just shared, I have constantly, constantly stuff 
that blocks me every single day. And I only get the daily reprieve by doing the work and choosing to live in 10, 11, and 12. And what I wanted to share was um, yesterday I had a real challenge in my uh, work in the outside world because I believe when it says, um, ask when I can do each day for the man who is sick, that's in the program and also in all my affairs, um, in my family, in my work out in the world, in the community. And I asked God um, what was the right thing, and I got an answer that wasn't what I expected. Um, So the answer came... um, but it's totally not what I thought. And you know what? It reminds me at the end, as long as my relationship is right, great events will come to pass. And the fact, the truth is, that I am always given the strength, ability, courage, whatever it is I need to do God's work um, because that's my job to be of maximum usefulness. Um, And it's so opposite the way I lived before. With that, I pass. Thank you, Reva P. Two G, please go ahead. Sue, press star one to unmute. Sue G, are you there? Okay, let's oh, move. Oh, yes, I, I've been chatting away. Um, sorry. Um, Suji from Michigan, covered by the grace of God. And I, when I came in, I remember the first time I went to We Agnostics, and I thought, when I came in the program, I thought, well, boy, if there's one thing I know, I know the spiritual. And I started talking to people that recovered. When they talk about more will be revealed, that's how more was revealed to me. The more I learned how people meditated, the more I learned and asked questions. Well, I seem to be struggling in this little area. I don't know how to how to do this. The more I got um, answers from others that were um, that were experiencing a true spiritual experience, the more that was revealed to me. And um, and greater things started to happen then. And now I, I do, I, I ask God for help, and I, I get the help that I ask for. And um, this certainly is a, a program of, of being other-centered. Um, it came in very much me-centered. And, um, oh, I can... Sponsor, I can do this years ago. I, would, I, you know, I wasn't recovered because I wasn't staying absent more than a year, but um, I was still sponsoring, still giving away, doing step 12 without doing step 10 and 11. And that doesn't work. Only I didn't know that. But thank God I came into the vision meetings and uh, so much has been revealed. And I just, I just thank you very much. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Suji. Nessa R., please go ahead. Thank you. Good morning, Vision for You. This is Nessa R., recovered in Toronto, Canada. Um, see, to, see to it that your relationship with him is right. So um, what does that mean? It means that if I'm not recovered, I need to um, 
I need to put the food down and I need to work the steps according to the big book because this is what's going to unblock me and restore um, the relationship with my creator the way it was meant to be. You know, and I have to do that because that is the solution to my hopeless state of mind and body. And what does it mean um, if I am already recovered? Uh, it means I still have to work on that relationship because the truth is that, you know, my, my mind is always working and it is my job to show my mind what to work on. You know, if I don't keep my mind full of program, full of uh, thoughts of how can I serve my creator, how can I help those who still suffer, then, you know, my mind is going to go to the, to the customary place that it used to go before recovery. It's going to go to the negativity. It's going to go to the food thoughts. And all that inevitably will lead me back to the food. You know, it's kind of like, you know, you install a new application, right? Like everything gets filtered through that application. The computer runs according to that application. And so which application am I going to choose? Am I going to choose the old disease application, you know, that kept me going around the well-known stages of a spree that, that is so beautifully aligned in the doctor's opinion, you know, over and over and over again? Or am I going to install a new program, the program of recovery, the program of 12 steps, which teach me how to think? Um, and so uh, stay out of the disease and, and maintain um, a beautiful relationship with my creator that will keep me away from the food. You know, um, and the beauty of it is, is that the choice is mine. You know, it's my mind. So I can choose um, what, what I think. You know, I can, I can indulge in the disease thinking. I can let the mental obsession run free. Or I can continue practicing these principles in all my affairs. You know, practice means to do over and over and over again, right? And, you know, practice makes perfect. And so I have to be careful um, what I practice. And as long as I keep choosing to practice these principles, these 12 steps in all my affairs, then my relationship with him will be right and I will stay recovered and it will enable me to help other people um, um, recover as well. Um, anyhow, with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Nessa R. Lynn F. Please go ahead. Good morning. This is Lynn S., a recovering compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. I have an asterisk beside this line. It says, we realize we know only a little. And that made me sit right back on my butt. And I thought, all those years, I, you know, I thought I knew it all about recovery. I was a big book thumper, don't you know? I went to Akron every year. I attended all this AA convention and I went and I brought all this information back to the weak sister OA. And I knew it all. I knew it all. And that was one of the biggest blocks I have ever had in my life about trying to recover. <clears throat> because this, this, I knew it all, it, you know, of course, was with me all the time in OA, but when I was in that relapse for eight years, that was my biggest block because I couldn't recover again because I knew it and I'd lost it and I couldn't get it back. 
And I remember the when I was reading this sentence, and I thought the arrogance, like I was so sure that I knew it all. And it took me two years of working with a sponsor and being, and and it just took me two years to realize like how how arrogant, how outrageous these people who started AA, who worked for four years saving lives, keeping each other sober, doing all this work, and they say when they write the book, we realize we know only a little, that was a huge humbling moment for me. And thank you, God, you know, and listening online to everybody and realizing, having the program up, open up for me and realizing how I had gotten it so wrong but felt for so long and I was so sure that I had it when I didn't have it. I am so grateful to A Vision for You, so grateful for my sponsor that stuck with me for that terrible two-year period and trying to break through. So grateful to God that he opened the door just a crack that I could put all this stuff that I thought I knew down and really learn what steps meant and how to do them properly. I'm so grateful for my life now, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Lynn S. And Vasa O., please go ahead. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Kathy, for your service, and I'm grateful. Recovered compulsive leader calling from Florida. I'm just so grateful for this program. When I came to the program, I was told to have an open mind. I remember my sponsor would always say to me, this is only a suggestion. It's up to you, Vasa. Take it or leave it. And I really liked, liked it when she said to me, you know, I didn't like people to push me or take to make me do stuff, you know, that I didn't want to do. So I liked it when she would say, this is only a suggestion. I'm so grateful I took the suggestions over the years. Uh, and I knew very little, and that was the truth. I knew very little, you know, about the food. I had no clue. It was the allergy. And uh, I knew about mental obsession, but not in a way that's laid right here in the book, because I knew I could not stop thinking about the food. So, you know, I wanted to stop, but I couldn't. Uh, but the best way for me to help others has been to be abstinent, number one, to have a relationship with God, number one, to humble myself and surrender to God that I could not do it by myself, and then, um, and then again, stay abstinent with God's help and the help of the program, and go through the steps. I made lots of mistakes at the beginning. I chased people. I wanted to, to save them from their pain and suffering, because I know the pain and suffering I was in. And um, But I had the gift of willingness, and I was ready and willing. I realized that I was not God, you know. I can't, he can, and I will let him. For myself, I couldn't do it, and I can only share my own experience. And it is really such a freedom, you know. I needed to take responsibilities for myself, and, of course, we have responsibility to help others. But if they take it or leave it, it's not up to me. You know, it's between them and their God. So in my medit, I know my time is coming up. In the morning, I do not 
start my day without getting on my knees and saying the third prayer and do the 12-step prayer at the end. And I do the best that I can. I don't do this perfectly. It's progress. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Vasa O. We have time for a couple, maybe two more shares. Who would like to share? Carolyn H. Okay, I think uh, since I heard you, Renee, um, so Carolyn H. and Renee C. and the others, would you please stay on for our second hour? Thank you. Carolyn H., please go ahead. Hi, this is Carolyn H. from Massachusetts. I um, So much has been revealed to me, and when I first I the phone meeting, I got loud and clear that I truly needed to do what was being laid out in this book, but I didn't know where to begin or how to begin. And in fellowship with other people on the line, I was able to find a sponsor who lovingly took me through the steps the first time around. And I learned very quickly that God met me where I was at, and he revealed to me as I was learning, more was revealed. I'm not ready to know the whole thing in the beginning. I'm not ready to know the whole thing throughout my life. Every day I learn more, and every day he reveals more. And sometimes I spoke with people that knew more than I was ready to hear. I couldn't talk to those people, but today I can because they talk the language that I need to hear. And the more I learn, the more I want to know. And the more I want to know, the more I learn. And it's that circle that I want to be involved in. I don't want to be involved in the vicious circle of the addiction. I want to be involved in the beautiful circle of the recovery and as I go along and get that message revealed to me, I can share with others my experience, strength, and hope. And if they're not ready to hear it my way, they'll know. They'll absolutely know. And they'll find somebody that can meet them where they're at. Because that's what this program is about. We have to start with somebody that knows and can relate to us where we're at so that we can progress the way God intends for us to progress, not the way we think we should. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Carolyn. Uh, Renee C., we only have about a minute left. Can you please shorten your share a little bit? Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much, Renee C., grateful, recovering, compulsive overeater from Philadelphia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. And that's what I keyed on um, and what really spoke to me. There, Through my whole life, people have been making suggestions, and I'd either say, yeah, 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 and do what I want, or and that got me always back into the food eventually, or I would uh, just completely disregard it. And I don't choose to live my life that way today. I choose to live my life in recovery one moment at a time, I am very grateful for this book, for Vision for You, for my higher power, for the people in my life, all of you that I love so dearly and who I believe love me as well, at least I hope so. Um, And I had 
some really encouraging medical news this week uh, regarding my cancer, and I am just so incredibly grateful. And with that, I will pass. Thank you, Renee C. Uh, It's now time to close our meeting. Thank you, everyone, who has shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Deborah R., would you please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant suggestive only. Press star one, Deborah. Okay, uh, Hoodie R, are you there? Pick up. Hi, this is Hoodie R. Thank you. Hi. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Us. Ask Him in your morning meditation what you may do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.